Welcome to Self-Discovery Radio, where the discovery of self is just a show away. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Choose Positive Living with me, your host, Sarah Troy, and my guest, Susan Doyle Ingram. Professional books, now what are those, and what do they mean to you? Many entrepreneurs out there are kind of putting out books as their calling card. It's a way of people getting to know your story, your your why, your who, your what, your how. And it's a wonderful way to get to know somebody before you kind of do business with them. Do you resonate with them? You know, have they left a little imprint with you? Well, my guest Suzanne has come up with a brilliant idea of actually how to do entrepreneurs and business professional um, mini author books, as well as a full author book. But these mini author books is where a professional can actually have a chapter in a book. Um, Maybe it's to do with real estate and it's a real estate book and there's a chapter in there on your particular kind of real estate style and who you are. What a wonderful way to actually kind of do some research and getting to know who people are. When we're looking at business today, it isn't just that flashy business card or, you know, the the big flashy office or even the Armani suit anymore. We're looking for more content, more inner honesty, more presentation. Make me feel I want to be your friend and then I will do business with you. So we really have to look at the different tools and way of doing it today and how we reach people. And that means we have to be a little more meaningful a little more upfront, a little more in-depth, and books are a wonderful way to do it. So Suzanne has come up with this brilliant idea, which I think is absolutely wonderful. Um, She's lived in Japan. She's right here in uh, Gibson, BC, Canada, another Canadian, yay! (laughs) And uh, she has her own unique publishing company, which she does this wonderful focusing in on um, you know on entrepreneurs which I think is absolutely wonderful and so we're going to be talking about how this works and how it came about and uh, and what it actually can mean to you uh, you know what is a contributor multi-author book and she even teaches you actually how to write a book or uh, can be um, a ghost writing of a book for you it's getting your word out it's getting your presence out and um, you know when it comes down to it We don't want to be misunderstood. So if we have some content there that actually really defines who we are and what we stand for and what we do, um, that is, as I said, the new calling card, and it's a wonderful way to represent who you are. So let's find out who Suzanne is and how this all came about. Welcome to the show, Suzanne. Thank you so much for having me. It's it's exciting to be here. So... um, Tell us a little bit about your background and how this kind of all led to this moment, because nothing ever just starts, you know. I know, that's I it, know. So. it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought I would be where I am now, that's for sure. And I'm so blessed because I love what I do. I'm, I'm really one of those people that, you know, on Sunday night, I'm so excited that I get to work the next day. I'm like, oh, yay, it's Monday tomorrow. <laughs> um, so... I've been an entrepreneur for a long, long time, and I used to, well, I I still own a marketing company, so my background is in marketing, but um, many, many of my clients were American corporations, and so in 2009, uh, when the American economy changed, my business was um, really suffering, and I started thinking, okay, I need to do something different, what am I going to do? And I thought, well, I've always loved writing, and I, I have a degree in linguistics, and I had already been doing some editing and writing work on the side, and I thought, why don't I try writing a book? And so I I, I decided to really attack it from a marketing standpoint, and I, I thought, okay, well, what would sell? What is trendy right now? And I thought, okay, well, gluten-free, everybody's going gluten-free, why don't I write a book about that? but I'm going to write it under a pen name in case it totally fails. I don't want anyone to know that it's me. <laughs> so that's what I did. I wrote it under a pen name, and I really researched how to make it a bestseller and what I need to do in terms of keywords and categories and everything like that on Amazon, and sure enough, it became a bestseller on Amazon. So then I decided I would write a few more and make it a series, so I wrote a series of books, and and then... 
I, you know, I started saying, hey, this really is me, even though it's not my name. And uh, and people started asking me, well, how do you do that? I heard that was impossible. And I think, oh, those are, those are fun words to play with. Mm-hmm. Nothing's impossible. You tell me something's impossible and I'll prove you wrong. Right. So I, I put on a workshop in my little town here. And it sold out uh, in just a couple of days. And so I realized, oh, there's, there's a demand here and that people want to know how to do this. So I started teaching other people how to do it. And that's how it starts. And that's and how it started, yeah. There's always something. I always love people's redirects, you know, what happened. Because, you know, it's, sometimes it's the kiss on the, on, on the brow. You know, the, the weather chart is changing. So, you know, go with the wind and people get that. And, you know, for other people, it's either the rug pulled underneath them or the hatchet in the head before they get the message. They've got to change direction. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you obviously were definitely in tuned and realized that, okay, um, y- you have to have an exploratory... Um, sense of, of of the way of looking at life don't you you know because if you get worried about oh, what am I going to do now yeah, this is yeah. all I know then you're stuck there but if it's like okay all right let's let's go on an adventure and see what else works and yeah. uh, you know if you don't have that you're just never going to be able to kind of move forward and embrace where you're really meant to be in the now mm-hmm. it's so true and I think it's it's important to be curious mm-hmm. I've always taken my business that that way not just curious oh if I try this what would happen and you know what I've failed many many times and I just have succeeded a tiny bit more than I failed (laughs) that's what I tell people I had to go I'm not I was invited to speak to some new entrepreneurs once and there was a couple of different speakers and everyone was rah 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 and I said to them look you're gonna fail sometimes and don't make that you know, determine the course of action that you're going to take. You pick yourself up and try again, 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 again. And that's what I've been doing for years, just trying again and, and tweaking things. And, you know, I, I heard a great quote once. Somebody said, don't change your act, change your audience. So yeah. I've, you know, mm-hmm. I, I really believe that. There's people out there who want to learn how to write books, and, and I've been doing that. Um, but I'll tell you something really interesting that really changed uh, my business uh, a couple of years ago was, um, so when I first started writing those gluten-free books, I, I was making a great income from book sales on Amazon. But it wasn't really my passion to write gluten-free books. So I, I wanted to write a book about uh, for women entrepreneurs and how women entrepreneurs, they go out of business faster than men, they make less money than men. Why is that happening? What can we do differently? How can I help them? And I wrote this great book about it. This is called See Jane Grow. How, and the first, the first book in the series was called How to Establish Yourself as an Expert in Your Industry. Well, I put it up on Amazon to the sound of crickets. Nothing happened. Nobody bought it. It was not a bestseller. It was my first quote-unquote failure. <coughs> Sorry, I felt my cough. Um, uh, and no, folks, we'll just point out that she has bronchitis and she's still doing this show today. So, you know, real trooper. Good for oh, you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I'll have a moment to talk. <laughs> Sorry. Um, That's okay. So, so anyways, I, I thought, all right, so I was curious. Why did this book fail? How could I do things differently? I didn't curl up in a ball and cry. I was curious about it. And uh, I realized women entrepreneurs in general are working so hard just trying to stay afloat and make their business work they're not looking for books on that topic so that was a really good lesson for me to learn that always research what people are looking for but at the same time I received a phone call from a nonprofit organization who had received funding from the government of Canada to research uh, women entrepreneurs why women entrepreneurs make less money than men why they go into business faster than men and they called me up and I said oh my goodness you're not going to believe it I wrote a book about that <laughs> and they said we know and I didn't have the heart to say well only you and three other people bought the book <laughs> <laughs> but it was so funny and so the long and short of it is they hired me to work with uh, some women entrepreneurs they hired me and a couple of a few other coaches uh, in this pilot project just to kind of um study how women entrepreneurs would would fare if they had a mentor or someone coaching them. And it worked really well. It was great. But I realized that I would, in the, the amount of money that I was paid from that consulting, from that five-month contract, was more money than I had made in book sales. And so the light bulb went off. I went, oh, even if you don't sell any books, you can still make money from your book because it all depends on what you do with it. And that's really where my business is at now. When people come to me and say, I want to write a book, the first thing I say is, what do you want your book to do for you? Mm-hmm. It Excellent. is a tool. 
And so let's figure out how you want to use that tool. Because if people say, I just want to sell books on Amazon, then that is a completely different book you're going to write. Exactly. And, and, you know, the fact that you only sell three books, but it only took one to get you that contract. Mm-hmm. You know, in yeah. the right hands, right? And it isn't about, you know, I get this with the, with the radios. You know, how many thousands of people listening to each show? And I said, whoever mm-hmm. listens to the show are the people that need to hear it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's not always the answer that people want to hear. But, you know, I believe in the domino effect. I believe in, you know, the, the over the picket fence. Did you hear that? Do you Have you heard of this person? You know, I yeah. believe in that kind of, um, you know, spider web that goes out. And, uh, you know, having something like a book, have you read their book? Have you heard their story? You know, uh, oh, it's intriguing. I learned this from it. And, you know, it becomes that platform that really expands on it. And, uh, you know, I don't think there is anything, uh, such thing as failure. I think failure is when you don't learn anything from the the misdirect. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just an avenue you've gone down that you've learned everything you need to learn from it. Now you've got to go off in another direction. Um, and you just it's just, I think, a, a way of the universe saying to you, you, no, that's not where you're meant to go. You're just meant to pick up a couple of tools on the way, even mm-hmm. if the tools were to say, don't do it this way, <laughs> right? Exactly. And then, and then off in another direction. So we put so much emphasis on failure. Why can't yeah. we just about, just like lessons learned? Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And don't you find, I find that as I get older, looking back on things that I think, you know, didn't work out, I go, well, if that hadn't happened that way, then I wouldn't be where I am now. So it all, it all connects. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, and we, I think especially as women, we're always busy trying to kind of hide mistakes. And I think we yeah. kind of take failure in a, in a very serious way because, you know, women have all the answers. Um, and oh, yeah. And, and don't even get me started on that, on women that uh, seemingly look so perfect with their perfect kids and their yeah. perfect hair and their beautifully <laughs> cut up sandwiches for their kids' lunches and all that stuff. I the think Stepford wives. we're not doing each other any favors <laughs> no. pretending to be perfect. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, the amount of pressure that it puts on a woman and, and it has oh, to snap yeah. somewhere along the line. And I think, yeah. you know, just like I said, with, you know, with our shows, it's a. Uh, you know, um, people say, do you edit everything? No, it's organic. You know, unless it's something catastrophic. If you've got a cough, you've got a cough. You know, yeah. if, if something happens yeah. in the middle of it, it's life. We're having a yeah. conversation. We're inviting you to listen to it. Mm-hmm. If we lighten up in our lives mm-hmm. and and kind of show what we truly love and what our passion is, that I think is more intoxicating than trying to have absolutely everything perfect. I know, I know. And people like you more when you're not perfect. <laughs> exactly. And what is perfection? Because what's perfection to one person, somebody will yeah. find a fault with. I know, right. I know, absolutely. And people do say to me sometimes, wow, you know, I, I've written and co-written 13 books. I'm always working on more. And, you know, people just, it's perception, right? How do you do it all? And I always say, hey, I do not do it all. You can you can have it all, but not at the same time. Yes. So when I'm really busy with my work and I'm getting down the final touches of a book and I'm, you know, doing a radio show or getting interviewed or do, uh, going to L.A. to speak or whatever, my house is not going to look any good. <laughs> I'm telling <laughs> you right now, that's where it's going to give. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> you come over to my house, there's going to be three piles of laundry, there's probably <laughs> dishes on the counter, I'm yelling at the kids, I told you to empty the dishwasher, you know. So um, there's always something that's going on behind the scenes. And again, that comes into, you know, into, um, you know, the process of life, you know, kind of finding a strategy that works for you, Um, you know, some um, and also understanding who you are and how you actually work. You know, we we have a a thing called the Q factor, which is about how to stay in your zone and understand Mm -hmm. when you're zoned out. um, When you're too zoned in, It's, it's understanding where you're at, because when you actually understand where you're at, it's all about productivity, isn't it? We want Mm -hmm. to be productive in our lives. We want to be able to produce something at the end of the day for our time spent. And if we actually gauge who we are, where we are, when we are, um, it actually helps us, you know, kind of stay in that focus so we can really produce. Um, And uh, I think that's sometimes because we take on so much and we don't kind of delegate, which is a big, huge woman's thing. Um, and we also don't kind of let things go like the dishes or the laundry. Oh, no, what will people think? Um, mm-hmm. You know, we take on too much and try and be too much. And then I think that's one of the huge reasons why entrepreneur women do fail is because they try to stu- be superwoman. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And and honestly, the 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 
taking care of the children really comes down to the mom a lot of the time. Like when the child is sick in the middle of the night, they want yeah. their mom. There, there's nothing you can do about that. Yes. You and know? that's a full-time job. I mean, you know, motherhood gets a bad rap. And, mm-hmm. I, and I always say, you know, to mothers, and cause, you know, I was one of them. I stayed at home. I did have a couple of businesses in between, but um, mostly I was a stay-at-home mom, and I was a neighborhood mom. You know, kids would mm-hmm. come to me after school and stay for dinner. There were latchkey kids, etc. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being a mother is a full-time job, we know. Yeah. And, you know, um, it is also one of the biggest responsibilities you will ever have in your life and anything in your career. Yes. Uh, because you've got those lives that you're molding, you're guiding, you're nurturing. And we take it seriously. So if they go and do something wrong, it's always like, what did I do wrong? And one thing I think people need to understand, especially if they're going into business a little later in life, you know, after raising children, is that every skill that you had, that you developed from being a mom in raising those kids, you've got economics. Mm-hmm. You've got management skills, mm-hmm. um, time management skills, um, yep, budgeting, uh, budgeting, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the cooking skills, um, the counseling skills. I mean, you name it. It's yeah. all there. Take those skills and now put it into something that's meaningful and passionate to you. Mm-hmm. I actually have a, a client that's writing a book right now um, about uh, finding a fulfilling career after the age of 50. And and she is amazing. Her name is Joanne Marlowe, and she uh, she even actually helps uh, people write their resumes if they like women that are going back to work after years of being a mom because they come to her and they say, "Well, I, I haven't done anything. I'm just a mom." And she yeah. goes, "Wait a minute! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she could write the most amazing resume for you." <laughs> and and you, know, you know, we can't throw away those years. We cannot. They're very important, and what we've learned from those are yeah. amazing skills. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I love the fact that my kids have learned so much about entrepreneurship and about taking care of, uh, you know, taking charge of your life and and having what you want in your life by by doing what you need to do. I, I say to my kids, you've got to do what you don't want to do to have what you want to have. I even say that to my writers, to my mm-hmm. my clients. Sorry, but guess what? You're going to have to do some writing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And, you know, that the other thing about children, especially as they say, you know, uh, mums in later years going back into work or, you know, uh, opening up their own business or becoming that entrepreneur. Um, it's a wonderful example to kids yeah. that it doesn't all just happen in your youth. Mm-hmm. And that there is going, you know, if uh, I look at people as a book in their lives and they have many chapters. Some people have many books, you know, they yeah. are, they're yeah. a series and not just a oh, book yeah. and chapters. Um, and if we look at, you know, like... Uh, looking at your decade or, or, or looking at just, you know, your life experiences and go, okay, it's time for a new chapter and we are never too old. You know, we're, we're here until we're gone and we may as well do the most with it. I started all over again at 59, um, mm. uh, 58 actually, with these radio shows that took me down a completely different avenue. And mm. it's, um, we're never too old if we've still got the attitude of uh, of adventurism. Absolutely. And also, um, being able to take a chance. Like I, I have writers, I have a, I have an online program that people can join to, to write a book. It's called the Expert Author Program. And, and what happens sometimes is people join and they, they, they watch all the videos or listen to the audios and they, and it teaches them how to write an outline and all this other stuff and they go, 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 go and they write their book. But a lot of people just take so long. They, some people have been in the program for three years and they still haven't written their book and they're being held back by their perfectionism and I always say good enough is good enough. You know, you don't want to publish something that's terrible. Don't get me wrong. You want to make sure it's edited and yep. it's good and you can be proud of it. But that level of like, it's not, I just wait, it's just not good enough yet. Um, I say to people, a book that is 99% done sitting on your hard drive is like you never wrote one single word because you have to get it out. Yeah. It's important. It really is. And, and I tell people, um, you know, I, I finally figured out that I think most people just want to be taken care of and they want to be supported because the people in my groups, my writing groups, they, 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 every single person that's ever come to me writing a book 
has a moment, they start off all excited, then they have a moment there they think, oh my gosh, what am I doing? This is terrible. This this book is crap. No one's going to like it. No one's going to read it. Everyone's going to think I'm dumb. And they they get really, really, it happens to every single one of them. They get down in the dumps. And then there's me going, it's okay. Your book is good. The world needs this. You have a million dollar gift inside of you. People choose you for a reason. And I I pump them all up again. Then they they get their their energy back and they, they continue writing their book. But it happens every single time yeah and and I warned them about it and they go oh wait a minute you told me about this <laughs> you told me I'd start feeling bad at some point but I think that's just there because it's there to protect us you know we we don't really want to be criticized and it takes courage to get a book out in the world and to, it's really burying your soul and saying to people okay because there's going to be people who criticize and you've got yeah. to have thick skin and and you know also is don't do it with any form of apology you know again mm-hmm. is understand that um you know i'm i'm a huge blog writer as well um and uh, you know i always am going to get responses because you know i call things as the, as i see them and this is my perspective and i put it out as that and mm-hmm. you're always going to get somebody coming back you know you know with the you know and it's like yeah. don't take it personally i i, I live by those four agreements yeah. you know do uh, speak your word with integrity mm-hmm. um don't take things personally that's their mm-hmm. issue don't take it oh, on oh yeah. yeah um and uh oh god i've got completely forgotten the other two now <laughs> and i normally you know just there, there, there goes i should have them right that in front of me um mm-hmm. um oh yes never assume right mm-hmm. ask mm-hmm. because we have no idea what's going on until we ask exactly. and and then simply do your best not gauged by what other people are doing, but what you are honest with yourself and saying is your best. And that is that is your best foot forward, right? And if we know we've put our best foot forward, we know it's going to speak to someone else out there, you know, yeah. with the same kind of feet. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> it's going to resonate with the right person. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. don't write to the masses, right? You know, oh, yeah. If you're going to write yeah. to the masses and think this is one book fits all, it's not going to be. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I always say, you know, the first thing I teach people, first of all, what is what do you want your book to do for you? But then I teach them, um, let's figure out who your ideal customer is, because I mostly just deal with uh, my clients are all business people and entrepreneurs. So who's your ideal customer? And that's who you're going to write to. You're going to think about, you know, her, her name is Susie Smith. She's 45. Household income is this. This is how many kids she has. This is what kind of car she drives. And you picture her and you write to her. And what happens is whoever reads your book feels like you're you're speaking right mm. to them. You know, they go, wow, you know, she's reading my mind because mm-hmm. you've, you've targeted it so well. Uh, and honestly, you know, you've targeted because you relate. Yes. Don't go write something that you have no relation to. You know, if, if you don't have any understanding of what your, you know, what that demographic is, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, lots of these people will buy it. And you have no idea who those people are or what their mm-hmm. needs are, because yeah. really what you're doing is you're writing a book that's addressing needs. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, absolutely. And solving problems. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I had a chiropractor once and I said, who's your ideal client? And he kind of laughed and said, well, anybody with a spine. <laughs> I said, ah, oh, OK, there's where you're wrong, uh-huh. because not everybody with a spine is going to come to a chiropractor. It's going to be someone with a certain understanding of natural health. You know, lots of people won't come to a chiropractor because they don't understand it or uh, understand what it could do for you, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, it has to be someone with a certain income that can afford it, someone yes. who understands it, or someone who lives within, you know, a 25-mile radius of your clinic or, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so exactly. on and so forth. So, so Yeah, this um, is not something you can do online. <laughs> yes, 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 exactly. Yeah, give it time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, you have to know your audience. And, you know, everybody nowadays, I think they've got so savvy. Everybody knows uh, what we used to call the, the, the second-hand car salesman. You know, mm-hmm. and everybody knows when they're being pitched to mm-hmm. or being sold to. And, and, you know, I find today that nobody wants to be sold anything. Mm-hmm. They want to be inspired to buy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And that inspiration is what's going to invite them to want to know more. Yes. Absolutely. I always say to people, so we want to, and then it depends on what kind of book you want to write, but let's say, for example, 
um, you know, there's a health practitioner that wants to write a book. And so being able to offer information in your book that provides value and helps people. So, you know, if they read your book and then they want to become your patient and come to you, that's great. You've made a new client. But if they don't or if they live too far away, then at least you're giving them something to work with and something of value that they can take action on. Uh, there's always that thing called, you know, um, the tom-toms, you know, uh, Twitter, Internet, email, phone. Uh, so-and-so, you live in their area. You've got to read this book. You have to see this person, mm-hmm. right? And so yeah. don't just assume because they live over there mm-hmm. that they don't know somebody that doesn't live near you, you know? Exactly. And so, yeah. uh, again, that assumption, you know, mm-hmm. um, books, uh, you know, even people putting it up on, on the social medias. I've just read this book. If you're in that area, you need to see this person. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, yeah. that's the thing about it is people, when they're excited about something, want to share it. Oh, yeah. And, and you know what? I have a I have a, another client, an author named Dr. Kobe Slater, and she doesn't live near me. But I read her books when I was, I was working on her books for her, and I... I just thought, holy mackerel, this woman is a brilliant. She's a doctor of natural health, and I'm going to take all three kids of my, all my kids out of school one day, get in the car, and go, take the day, and go and see her, because I want my kids to see her, and I want to get checked up by her, too. So that's a really good example of going to see someone or hiring, you know, a professional who's not even in your area. Yes, <laughs> exactly. What, because of what you read in their book. Exactly. And that's, that's <laughs> what it's all about. There's also, I think, another thing with, with books. You know, when you meet people, there's only a certain amount of time people have or attention span. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and you can't kind of get everything out, you know, in that first meet and greet. And also that first meet and greet should be more about tell me about you so you know how to fit those needs. You know, biggest mm-hmm. problem a salesperson does is immediately pitch their product without mm-hmm. actually understanding if their product is even a need oh, with yeah. the client, right? Yeah. And, you know, by having a book out there, you know, it becomes, when they read it, yeah, you know, I didn't know I needed this, but mm-hmm. I like his answer, and I do need it. And it, it allows people to come to that understanding of what they need in their own time without that pressure of somebody trying to close a sale. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's, it, it's interesting that you bring that up because <laughs> sometimes what happens with, I mean, people who have written books with me range from architects, realtors, chiropractors, um, midwives, dog trainers, um, high school teachers. I mean, just a, a range, a huge range of people. And I always say to them, if you give someone your book, let's say it's a realtor and you give someone your book at a listing presentation, I always say, never follow up with them and say, have you read my book? Mm-hmm. Because if they haven't, that'll put them in a position where they feel really bad. Yeah. So you never follow up with them. And, and, and in fact, sometimes they won't even read your book, but they'll still hire you for the job because you're a published author. They're just impressed by it. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're interviewing three different realtors and one of them has a book and gives you uh, gives a copy of the book, they, they it's just the way it is. They're impressed by it. And people s- skim, you know. Yes. Oh yeah. You know, you know, kind of just open up a chapter and, and there's mm-hmm. a few words that speak to you. Go, oh, okay, yeah. then this is worth reading. Or you know, skim yeah. through a few. You know, not everybody is an avid reader. They mm-hmm. might be a skimmer, but then what I find, and this is the way I choose a book when I go into a bookstore, is I allow a book to speak to me. Mm-hmm. And it kind of almost jumps into your hand and you open it up to a passage and that passage is completely speaking to your need. And oh, I, find, yeah. I find that skimmers in, in a lot of ways have that kind of, you know, intuitiveness to open up where they need to, that information at that time. And yeah. then that invites them to want to know more because, mm-hmm. you know, that has spoken to them. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's not for people to dictate how people read books. And mm-hmm. it's just that what does that book mean to you you know, that information that's relevant to you at that time. And, you know, people always talk about in marketing and business about the know, like, and trust factor. And if you can read someone's book or skim it, you know, and just get a little bit of an idea of who they are, what they stand for, what they believe in, then you think, yep, this is, I don't need to, I don't need to go any further. This is who I want, you know, and you you feel like you've gotten to know them. um, Yes. But you know what's really funny? I I find I I had a woman walk up to me the other day. I was with my son. I was out of not in my town. I was somewhere else. And she said, "Excuse me, is your name Suzanne Doyle Ingram?" And I said, "Yes." And she said, "Oh, I've watched your videos. I recognized your voice." <laughs> and I but my first thought is, 
what videos? Oh my gosh, because I like I have so much stuff out there. Yeah, which <laughs> one? Which watch? one? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what did she watch? But it was so funny how you know that's going to happen too when you become yes. a published author and people read your books. It's you're out there now, and people will know who you are. And it's funny, right? Um, and, and you I know, have the, as you said, there is the validity in having that book. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's. Um, I mean, you know, my brother is is a professional author, has been for uh, forty years or more. Um, and uh, you know had has plenty of issues with publishers, you know because you know, that's another story so is professional writer you think yes yes and and you know the whole publishing industry you know it, yeah. it is is really snobbish. And oh, I can get started on that, but I don't know if we have enough time. Yeah, well, we've got a few <laughs> minutes to go there. And I think actually we should actually go there because everybody thinks like, well, I need, you know, to go with a, a, a published, you know, a publisher yeah. that's been around a long time. Well, A, they're very choosy. They're mm-hmm. very slow. Yeah. And they don't oh, yeah. and they don't always do the marketing, yeah. you know, behind getting Oh, no, they don't do there. any. No. Yeah, no, you've got, no matter how your book gets out in the world, you still have to do your own marketing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, well, I can touch on that now if you please want. Do, please do. Please do. Okay. People ask me all the time, how do I get published? How do I get published? So here it is in a nutshell. Okay. Imagine you draw a, draw a line horizontally. On the left side of the line, you write the big five. Those are the big five publishers, Penguin, Random House, etc. On the other side of the line, on the right-hand side, it's self-publishing. Then you have tons of options in between publishing and the self-publishing. There's tons of options. So... You can pretty much forget about the big five unless you're, you know, a a name on TV, well-known. It's very, very, very difficult to get published traditionally now. You need an agent, first of all. Don't even bother sending letters of inquiry or anything like that. You need an agent. So look for an agent. Find someone, you know, who has an agent. But then, on the other hand, there's self-publishing. And self-publishing up until about five years ago got a really, really bad rap because... The self-published books looked really unprofessional. They were literally like photocopied. It's horrible, horrible, yeah. terrible. Like you could see the photocopied marks of the stapler, you know. Yeah. And the ab- pages coming out as you open yeah. up the book, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, just horrific. So now self-publishing has come a long, long, long way. So if you wanted to self-publish, you could. It's very inexpensive. But I highly recommend you get professional editing and then you you go through a service that does the professional layout for you and cover design. Do not design your own cover. It's so inexpensive nowadays to get a a professional cover that I can't even believe when people say, oh, my my neighbor's son is going to design my cover. And I go, oh, Lord, help me. Is he a graphic designer? Please say yes. Um, And even if someone's a graphic designer, book designing is very different because they need to know about the width of the spine and the back cover and all the rest of it. Having said all that, in between the, pub, the Big Five and the self-publishing, there's all these different options. And I just, I'm actually writing a quick little, I'm in the middle of writing a, a, a free giveaway ebook that's going to be on my website one of these days, prominencepublishing.com, by the way, a little plug there. Mm-hmm. Um, because one of the reasons why I love the option of self-publishing for people is because they have total control over everything. You can um, change your cover from a blue cover to a red cover for a week and see how that affects sales. You can, um, you know, realize you make it, made a spelling mistake in Chapter 7, re-fix it, rewrite it, fix it, re-upload it to Amazon, and 24 hours later, it's live again on Amazon instead of going to some guy and publisher dude and, and waiting six weeks. Uh, and also paying $50 every time you want to change, or yeah. more. Now, in between the publishing and the self-publishing, there's all the options, and I just there's so many independent publishers now that have popped up, and I'm one of them, but um, what I like to think is that I'm different because um, I let my clients have total control. So I open accounts for them on Amazon and teach them how to do it all themselves, so the royalties go directly to them, whereas other firms, um, what's what happens is people come to me and they say, can you help me? Because I published my book with so-and-so and now I can't change anything and I don't know how many books I've sold and I don't understand anything and Amazon's keeping 30% of my money and I don't know why. And so I always say to people, like, do your homework before you publish, before you choose any independent mm-hmm. pub- publisher. Um, many of them are literally printing companies. You know, I, ha- I met a woman on a plane once and she was in her 60s and she said to me, Suzanne, I wrote a book, and I paid a publisher $10,000 to publish my book, and I don't know where it is, and I don't have a copy. And I almost started crying on the plane. I'm like, are you kidding me? 
that is terrible, and it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it's you should not ever buy a thousand copies of your book or five hundred copies of your mm-hmm. book. I mean, the only customers that I have that buy a hundred copies of their book are realtors because they put them in their listing presentations, right? And them out at open houses and that kind of thing. It's a lead generation tool for them. But in general, when people say they have a garage full of books, it just breaks my heart because that's not that's not marketing. That's that's someone has sold them on the idea that they need to spend ten thousand dollars on books, and it really is it really annoys me. Actually. Yeah, yeah, the buyer beware, right? You know, right. Um, yeah. and and yes, as you said, you know, there's there is the um, on demand. Um, Ludo yes. Publishing does that. Um, print on demand. Print yeah. on create demand. Space. Create space is excellent right. because they're owned by Amazon. They're very 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 good. And they're they're easy to understand. You can ask them questions. They're they're wonderful. That's who I use. Create space. Right. And yeah, my brother does. Who's the professor? He's he's gone to his own self publishing now, and uh, he uses Good. that too. Yeah. You know, uh, one uh, one thing I want to say about covers. I get sent books all the time, mm-hmm. because I'm interviewing people who are who are authors, and it's obviously about their books. Yeah. And you know, the amount of times I look at the cover and I go, "This has got nothing to do with the book." Yeah. Or it's dark. And it's messy, yeah. or the writing isn't very clear. And yeah. if I was in a bookstore, I would bypass that book. Yeah, yeah. Right. And I think you know, it's it's having something that really is is clean, inviting, that stands out, that makes you look twice. The title mm-hmm. there, and it's really important. That book cover is the invitation to them even skimming your book, never mind reading it. And if that cover isn't inviting. Um, you know, or a poignant, or you know, kind of has a statement. It, nobody's going to pick it up. I know. It's funny how we say you can't judge a book by its cover because <laughs> yes, you can. Yes, actually. Yeah, yes. <laughs> okay, so figuratively, you can't bu- judge a book by its cover, but literally, you can judge a book by its cover. So here's what I always say to people: Go on Amazon, look at the bestsellers. What do their covers look like? Mm-hmm. They're nowadays they're very similar. They're all really clean and clear. Neither some of them have no image at all. Some of them have an image. If it's if it's uh, you know a business book, they often have a, the picture of the author. But one thing that's really really important to remember is that the majority of people are buying your books online on Amazon more than they are in bookstores. And yeah. if you're self-published, your book's not going to be in a bookstore anyways unless you take it there yourself. Um, that I mean, it's highly unlikely. So remember to shrink your cover down to a tiny, tiny little size and see if you can still read it. That's a big mistake that people make is they forget that it's all going to be thumbnails. People yes. are going to see your cover as a very small image, and so right. they still have to be able to read it. Um, and not to be like cutesy. That drives me crazy. And people do little cutesy wootsy things like, you know, come on. <laughs> if you're yeah. a professional, it's got to be clean and clear and crisp. And and you can when oh here's the other thing, when you hire a cover designer, you must give them, tell them what you want. Even if you don't know exactly what you want, you can give them the links to maybe three to five books on Amazon that you like, and they don't even have to be in your industry. They could be completely unrelated to what your book is about. But if you say I like this cover and this cover and this cover, here's my logo. These are the colors that my logo is. You're gonna want your logo on the back cover mm-hmm. probably if you're in business. Um, don't forget your back cover is great real estate. You can put your website on there, your phone number, whatever you want. Maybe I always say put a couple of testimonials, short testimonials on your back cover as well, because people are going to, first thing they do is they flip the book over and look at the back cover. Yes. So don't waste that space. Um, but, you know, I had I had a, a client of mine send me her cover that her um, family member made for her, Actually, about seven different options, and I was—I realized they had put so much work into it, but none of them were what none of them were really what she, what was right for her. And so I said to her, "Well, what kind of instructions did you give them?" And she said, "Nothing." <laughs> and I said, well, the poor designer has nothing to work with. They got to pull it out of thin air. You've got to give them some idea at least of what you like and and what you want. Absolutely. Yeah, and and if you don't know what it is you want, then you're not really attached to your book. I mean, yeah. you know, there, there should be, a, from writing your book, a vision, yeah. you know, that comes out of that's very, very clear. And if you mm-hmm. can't draw it, then, you know, speak to somebody who can and, or, or as you said, find something that's similar and you know, yeah. give them a guideline because otherwise, you know, this is where I, I find it the same with websites. And, and I don't know about you, but this is something I, am, I have a kind of a pet peeve with. You've got a book, 
you should have a website. Oh, yeah. Not just a Facebook. You should have a website, and that website should be nice and clean and about you and about your book and whether you're doing business or not. It's representing. It's just as important as that book. I don't do any interviews or anything without going to a website first. I want to see your presence. I do all pre-interviews, as you know, before I do an interview. And the amount Mm -hmm. of times that I look at a website and I talk to the people and it's, it's completely disconnected. Oh, yes. I know. And you know what? I, I, doesn't everyone do that? I've had, I've had people refer to me saying, oh, look, right now I'm doing a book, um, a multi-author book for chiropractors. So I'm featuring 12 different chiropractors. And someone said, oh, you should call my chiropractor. He's the greatest. He's the best. And I look at his website and I don't even call. I'm just yes, like, exactly. No, you're not, not the right one for me. No, you're not, if it's not professional. I mean, most, that's, that's kind of hypothetical because most chiropractors do have a decent website, but there's other people out there, like women, I'm doing another book for women entrepreneurs, right? And so that's one where, you know, are you just starting out your business? Do you have a business? What's going yeah. on with your website? You yeah, know? Exactly. Or, or it's completely, you know, it's, it's so much content and there isn't, you know, we need graphics, we need pictures, you, uh, you need something that it feeds the visual as well as the words, don't be too wordy. Uh, you know, know, make sure it's it's clean and inviting. Uh, you, you know, having a YouTube or something that goes back. You know, to because um, I like that because that gives people that visual and audio presence. Um, and yeah. of course, when you if you are doing radio shows or anything like that, make sure it's up on your site. Have a media page. Let people know. Oh gosh, you've been really interviewed a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and and this is a way that I can get to know you better. By listening uh, to yeah, these, absolutely, and figure out if I if I already like you, and yes. if I'm going to want to work with you for sure. Yeah, when people are considering coming into any of my books, I send them an email and I say, "Here's testimonials," and on my website, I've got video testimonials where people are singing my praises, and I think that that's video testimonials can't be faked. <laughs> yes, exactly. You know? It's that free will there, and it's. Um, you know, it's um, also make sure that you're easily contactable because that's something that happens where you have to look to where the hell to reach out to them. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you, know, and you, you can't play cloak and dagger, come and find yeah. me. No, people don't have that kind of time. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, I like what you're doing, but where the hell do I find you now? No, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. so it's, um, there's a lot of things, you know, people are busy. Yeah. And so what you want to do is make your statement, you know, yeah. and this, your book, and your site and you have to have some continuity. There has mm-hmm. to be that reflection in all of it that is a, just an enhancement of each other. Um, but if that thread is all different, then you know that it's going to just something's not going to ring true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's yeah. a really, really important to have. Mm-hmm. So. What happens if you've got somebody that says, you know, I just can't write a book. It's mm-hmm. just not in me, but I want a book. Yeah, a lot of times I have um, really busy professionals who want a book. They totally, 100% understand the value of being a published author, but they don't have time. And so there's a couple different things we can do. I'm doing a book right now for a realtor in Texas, and that's uh it's basically an interview style book where and it's in the reason we do it this way is an option that we have because it's more it's faster and it's more affordable because we come up with a list of questions so for a realtor we would have a chapter on um you know first home buyers and financing and um you know how to keep your home show ready when it's listed and different things like that and then we ask them questions and we interview them over the phone and we record the call and the the questions and answers form the content for the chapters and then we publish it for them and so that's a very easy way for them to do that the the time commitment is about you know two hours for the interviews and then what we work with them so we'll send them you know the first draft of the book they, you know, say, oh, I, they, sometimes people like to really spend some time writing and, and tweaking it and making it their own, which is totally fine. But some people don't have any time for that at all. So we just work with what works for them. And then um, and then we publish the book and they're happy. They've got a book in their hands. They, and for realtors, they love it because they've got something to give out at listing presentations and have on their website. And I always say to them, you know, 
in your print advertising that you're doing, have a, the, an image of the front cover with a little mention like, ask me how to get a free copy of my book or something. Yeah. I mean, that's a great lead generation tool, right? People will phone up out of the blue, hey, I want a free copy of your book. Well, are you thinking of listing or selling? Or, you know, yes. and then you can start start talking to them about their, uh, their wishes. Um, but then we also ghostwrite books for people where they're more like well, properly written, not Q&A type of books. Right. And we're working on a couple of those right now. I have writers on my team. I don't, I don't um, generally do the writing anymore because I'm too busy with all the other projects. But, um, and then we have these multi-author books that we do, which is really great. And the reason why I started doing multi-author books is because, um, well, it, it all came about um, when I realized there were people in my program that really wanted to book but never finished writing. Their, they just really don't have time. They, mm-hmm. I mean, they're busy. And most of them, a lot of them are moms. They work full-time. They're self-employed. Um, you know, and when you're a mom, the, a lot of times, if your husband works full-time out of the home, you're the one that has to stop working at 2 o'clock to pick up the kids, to drive yes. them to dance and gymnastics and everywhere else. And as much as you want to, I mean, I say to my kids sometimes, today is the day that I would like to work from 9 to 5. <laughs> <laughs> Please, can we make that happen? <laughs> they say, is today the day, Mom? Today the day. Um, you know, I managed to kind of juggle it. but um, So that's why I thought, okay, well, how can I make it faster and easier for people to get published. And so then I started doing these multi-author books where um, I pick a number between you know 10 and 20 um, people to have in a book. And I've done one for, I've done two for realtors now. I'm just finishing up one um, for women realtors. I did one for realtors in California. I did one for wedding professionals, did one for fitness trainers. And I'm doing one right now for women entrepreneurs and chiropractors and natural health practitioners. Those are three separate books. Um, and what we do is we interview them and then um, have their their the questions and answers form the content for the chapter, and then we publish it and they're able to say I'm a co-author of a book, and it's it's great for credibility. It's great mm-hmm. for getting the word out there. And then we also do um, lots of press, national and local press press releases and and that kind of thing. So. It's a fabulous tool for them. And, 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 and let's face it, some people actually only have a chapter of content. Mm-hmm. They're not a whole book person. Yes. Right? Yes. Yep. Yep. And they really want, like, I'm working in my chiropractor book right now. I've got one of the authors, co-authors is uh, a, a chiropractor named Dr. David Sunday in San Francisco. And he is doing amazing work helping people avoid knee surgery. So people come to him and they go, okay, I'm supposed to have knee surgery because my knee is totally messed up. It's been messed up for five years. And he works with them and fixes their knees naturally and helps them avoid knee surgery. And he just says, Suzanne, I need to get the word out there about what I'm doing. And so I'm so excited to to be able to facilitate that. To me, it's just I think it's just the greatest, yeah. I have the greatest job in the world. To be able to do that is fantastic. And, you know, I think there's a lot of people that really do need the guidance. You know, it, you get people um, that write a book like a manual. Or, you know, it, it's it's like a a technical written book where there is just like there's so many words per page small print uh and and it's where things could have been delivered short and sweet and to the point they go on and on and on and yes i know that does appeal to people who really like an abundance of information mm-hmm. but if you're trying to get people to uh, buy into your service or your program or, or, or your belief or something, you really need to kind of look at the language as being able to address everybody and not just, you know, coming at it because sometimes it's just so dry. Yeah. That, you know, it's just not inviting at all. So, I you know. know, there has to be some invitation of interaction or testimony in there or, or, you know, like, yeah, you do this, but how does that apply to me? Mm-hmm. And if you don't make that connection, then all that person is looking at, well, well, you're doing a great job, but I don't know how it fits, you know. Exactly. And, well, I have a, a whole process that I teach um, with certain things, certain elements that need to be in your book. For example, credibility and vulnerability. So I, I have a couple of uh, lessons where I teach people, you know, how important it is to have points of credibility in your book, but not so much that it comes across like you're bragging. Yes. And then vulnerability to balance that out, but not so much that it comes across like you don't know what you're doing. So it's it, you have to have some of both, and it has to be a balance. And also, in, in, I always say to people, instead of testimonials in your book, 
you need social proof. It, if you're ta- if you, you when you look at your outline, I mean the outline. I have three lessons on how to write your outline, and it's it's people go, oh wow, Suzanne, this is like this amazing proprietary system. It's actually something I learned in college. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> learns how to write an outline, but people forget how to do it. Mm-hmm. And so when they when they're doing their outline, I say, okay, here when you're making this point about you know whatever it is, let's say. It's a point about, you know, my architect might have a point about choosing your fixtures before you start building or whatever. Put in the story there about, you know, Tammy and James, your clients, who this and this and this happened. And so we have, so they can reinforce the points that they're making in their book with stories about clients that it's already happened to. The person reading the book is like, oh my gosh, I know exactly how that feels. Yes, I did that. Interesting. (laughs) People love stories and they want stories about other people you've worked with because then it's also social proof that you're not their only client. You know, oh, okay, she's worked with other people too. But the other thing is, is don't be afraid to tell the stories of of a mistake that you've corrected because you know sometimes people can be intimidated well you're telling everything you're doing right I'm too scared Mm. to approach you because I've done something wrong and I'm embarrassed if you put in there you know so and so did this and and, you know now they can laugh at it but at the time they were crying but this is how we corrected it you know then the person feels oh you know I did that too and and can you correct me but if it's like you've presented yourself as everything is perfection Mm -hmm. people are too intimidated to, to come to you exactly and I, I teach a method that um, that I, I that I I learned well I actually I used to teach this method and then I learned um, a new way of teaching it from Lisa Nickel who was in the secret and she is just awesome and so she she describes it kind of as a letter looking at a letter V at the top part on the left you're going to talk about how everything's really great, brag about yourself, this is how great I am, these are all the words that I have, da 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 But then you go down to the bottom point of the V saying, but it wasn't always like that. You know, mm-hmm. here's where I started. Then you're going up on the right-hand side and you're saying, here's what I did to get where I am. And you lift as you climb. You're, mm. So in your book, you're able to show other people this is how I got to where I am, and this is what I did. Or with your clients, for example, what you were saying, like, oh, you know, Jim and Susie picked all the wrong wrong fixtures, and this is how I helped them. You know, that's yes. a silly example, but you know what I mean. Yes. You, you, you lift as you climb, and you help others as you go, and I think that makes the world a better place. I think, you know, when people know that you too, you know, made mistakes, uh, you too um, mm. fell, but you got back up. I mean, this is one of the reasons yeah. I do these shows. I yeah. love sharing people's redirects, um, yeah. you know, their courage, their challenges, um, you know, their tenacity to live and live in a meaningful purpose and mm-hmm. honor that, honor themselves. That's what I celebrate. And when we hear from where people have come from and where they place the value upon themselves to to live in that meaningful purpose and now as they say, they're not working, they're living in passion of what mm-hmm. they do, you know, that becomes a, an invitation for other people to go, well, you know, I'm just being a slave to my job or, you know, um, um, I'm, I'm doing things wrong and don't beat myself up about it. All I need to do is listen to the people who have succeeded on this and, you know, take those tools and those tips and apply it to myself. It, it becomes the manual in itself through inspiration. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Which yeah. is important. That's, that's, I think, the, you know, the model I live by today is that, you know, inspire to invite. Um, yeah. Because that's really what we want, isn't it? Is inspire me, lift me up, show me why I should listen to you. As I said, nobody's interested in that loud salesman anymore, or that person that yeah. forces themselves on you. It yeah. really has to be an invitation through that inspiration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, you know, what, because I, I have a, an interesting industry that I'm in because everywhere I go, people say, oh, I want to write a book. I want to write a book. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I go and I speak and people thrust their business cards at me <laughs> and say, call me, call me. I want to write a book. And I look them in the eye and I say, I'm not going to call you. And yeah. they're so shocked. And I say, for years and years, I would follow up with people who say they want to write a book yeah. and it would make them feel bad. So I'm not going to call you. I'm here. If you want yes. to work with me, call me. Because I could spend all day long, 10 hours a day, calling people who say they want to write a book. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um, you know, if, if you're ready to commit, because yeah. it does require commitment on your side, some participation, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if yeah. you're ready to commit, 
call me and we will get the process going. But if you're not, and it's just a desire that you aren't yet ready to do, then no, no, you know, that's, that's very, it's the same thing as if, you know, going to that chiropractor or that doctor, you're going to go when you really know you need to go. In the meantime, it's just like, yeah, I'll go one day, I'll go one day. And then that Mm -hmm. one day hits you. So, you know, when that real desire is there. So you only work with professionals, uh, business people, entrepreneurs. So you're not the novelist. You, this is your genre. This is your specialty. Absolutely. Yeah, I I don't write fiction, so I don't see how I could help anybody who writes fiction. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm being forced to write my book because everybody keeps saying, Sarah, you haven't got one. And yeah, you know, the one thing that uh, I did get from actually um, interviewing a publisher of um, of different genres, um, he's because I'm a blog, I'm an article writer. He said you're a sprinter. Yeah. And he said, take your sprint stories and pile them together. So I'm taking the last 16 years of my articles and I'm threading them together with events that happened in between that led to the articles. And oh, and it's actually something that, you know, now I feel I, I'm really enjoying writing my book, whereas before it's like, God, do I have to do now chapter one, chapter two, oh, you yeah. know, and it was so intimidating for me because it doesn't, it wasn't me. You know, I'm a, yeah. I'm a short storyteller. Uh, and so now it's really, you know, being something I'm actually enjoying doing when I have the time to do it, of course. <laughs> that's oh, the, and that's a, that's a, yeah. I think that's a book I would really like to read. And I think a lot of people would. And that's the kind you can flip through. Yes, because you could go to any chapter and then pick mm-hmm. up an article, you know, of that time and, and, and read oh, yeah. how it came about. And I'm putting the articles in there. And I then in that. between is what led up to those articles and why those articles are there. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, it's something you could go through any time, and because it's really my last sixteen years, which from basically my di- my divorce to you know where I am today, and oh, the journey great. to getting here. So, um, it's, and I think that's something that you know people think, um, you know, I've, oh, I want to write a book, but I don't know if I can do it this way. And I think that's mm-hmm. where you know having a good publisher is saying no, you don't have to do it that way. Maybe mm-hmm. you are only a one chapter in this business book, and that's all mm-hmm. you've got to say, and that's perfectly all right. You and know, that's all you need. And, and that's depends all on what you, you want the book to do for you. Exactly, exactly. And <laughs> yeah. I think this is, yeah. you know, b- people get so intimidated. And the thing is, like, ask. And, yeah. and uh, there's always something that will fit what you're <laughs> capable of, what your need is. But until you ask, you don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, so true. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. the, there's another thing, too, and I know that you're economical on your pricing uh, because we talked about this before. You know, mm-hmm. it's beware. Um, there are some publishers out there that say they'll write your book for you. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one woman I know charging $50,000. Oh, um, yeah. And, that's you know. No, that's, that's, that's $25,000 to $50,000 is what I hear is for ghostwriting, yeah. and our fees are far lower than that. Exactly. But not only that. When you talked earlier about buyer beware, I there's there's a there is someone out there who well maybe more than one, but I who charges twenty five thousand dollars to publish your book and they don't write it for you. I mean it's it's yeah. all a sales job. Yes. So many of these so called publishers are just incredibly talented at sales. And it really upsets me because I had someone come to me and say because um, she had talked to me about publishing her book, and I gave her my pricing and everything. And, you know, maybe sometimes people find out what my pricing is, and they think, oh, that can't be right, and they go away. So she went to a course with this guy and paid to go to his course, and then she didn't need it because she's already writing her book. She already knows what she's doing, but, she, you know, it's that confidence thing. So she goes to the course. At the end of it, he says, look, here's what I'm going to do just for a few select people. I will, I will publish your book for you. I will let you pay me $25,000 to publish your book for you and so she put down a deposit and then she called me after and she goes okay I found a publisher he's great he's 25000 I don't know how I'm going to come up with the money but I said wait a second what are you talking about and she said well he's going to um, format the book for me um, they they proofread it they design the cover they do everything and I'm like well, that's exactly what I do yeah, <laughs> what is she exactly. talking about And did I not make myself clear I was like oh my gosh anyway so finally she realized that now she goes, oh, now I need to get out of it. I'm going to cancel with him. And she couldn't get her deposit back. Well, this happened to a friend of mine. And yeah. uh, and and she kind of paid almost up front. And then oh. it was the buy where... And um, I actually um, wrote a letter for her uh, okay. to them uh, on about that by law, there is that clause of um, buyer's remorse. Oh, seven and days, I think. Yes, yeah. and that they yeah. had to return her money and that, that she right. bought it under 
you know, um, you know, under hype. Duress. Yeah, duress, height, yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, and wanted her money back, and she was beside herself, beside yeah. herself. It's like, what am yeah. I doing? Yeah. This, that, and uh, you know, I got her money back for her, fortunately. Good. But, Good. but you know, the thing is, is y- you do have those by law, you do have those days. Yeah. Um, if yeah, you yeah. feel that you've been pressurized, because people, it's the hype, folks. You get in there, and yeah, and yeah. they make you think you're going to be the next J.K. Rowling, oh, yeah. you know, or the Tony yeah. Robbins, or this or yeah, that, and, yeah, and it's like, yeah. that's their sales pitch, and you shouldn't be paying yeah. 25000 for yeah. publishing a book. I know, um, I know. And, and even a ghostwriter is, you know, it, depending on your book, you know, uh, and the time they put in there. Yeah, I, I understand if there's a few thousands there, and they publish it, and they, and they market it and everything else for you, but you know, fifty thousand. Yeah, um, yeah, really. You know, I know, I know. Are you ever going to get that money back? No. That's what people really <laughs> need to think about. You know, are you ever? What What is the book going to do for you? If your average client value is ten thousand dollars, and you think you can get five new clients as a result of this book and pay for that money back, then I guess that's that's great. But I always say to people, look at the the return on your investment, your ROI. And and some people they don't care because they just want to get published. But yeah, um, there it it is a massive massive industry, and it's seriously flawed, if you ask me. And even um, the self-publishing branches of some of the bigger um, publishers, like, for example, Hay House, right? Yes. Um, Balboa Press is their self-publishing branch. And, you know, I have to be careful what I say because I do I do think they do good work. But a lot of people believe that if they get published with Balboa, they, they pay Balboa to publish their book. They think they have a chance of being published by, by Hay House, just by some of the um, yes. stuff that's put out there. Um, I've never heard of it happening for anyone. So just don't. And, and I got to say one more thing. A few years ago, I was so excited about what I was doing that I would say to people, "You need a book. You need a book. You got to join my program. You need a book. It's going to be so great." And, blah, blah, blah. and I would sell, 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 and I'd sell them into it. And I started realizing a pattern: those people that I aggressively sold to never ever wrote a book. So mm-hmm. I just stopped. That yeah. and then that goes back to what I was saying before about yeah. I don't I don't chase after people. I don't you know I just and it's a very I think sales trainers would think that I have a seriously flawed system. <laughs> I don't. I hundred percent agree. But it's with ethical, you. and well, I can sleep at night. Exactly. It, it's that you're inspiring people by what you do. That's your invitation. Mm-hmm. And whether they accept that invitation has to be their free will. Yeah. And you know, yeah. I'm you know, a lot of people why don't you push yourself more, Sarah? And I said, I lay myself out there. Everybody knows who I am, what yeah. I do, why I do it. If you mm-hmm. wish to contribute, there is my page where I uh, you know, where I say if if you value these shows and you want to contribute, you can contribute. I leave it up to you. Um yeah. I can't push myself as a salesperson because it's against everything who I am. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. not I'm a bad saleswoman, it's that mm-hmm. I just my ethics won't allow me to do that mm-hmm. if you wish to donate it's because of what you believe you got out of it mm-hmm, right mm-hmm, uh, but absolutely. you know but it, i have to put my integrity first and that yeah. is and i think that's something we must look at in any form of business mm-hmm. that we're doing yes you want it to enhance enhance your business to speak to who you are but your ethics and dignity and respect must be forefront absolutely yeah very very true and that's and that's i think people can sense that in you the right people who want to do business with you they get that about yeah. you and that's all you want to deal with right you don't want to deal with yeah. the people that like you know you know the the buy high, you know buy low sell high type people you don't <laughs> want that you know it, you want you want you're representing people's integrity and who they are if, as cuz as an invitation to know mm-hmm. them more or do business with them so those are the people you want to work with Absolutely. and and that's your invitation that you're putting out to people so yeah. on that note, would you let everybody know how they can get hold of you and, oh, uh, and what courses or anything else that you have going on right now? Oh, sure. So right now, you know, it depends when people listen to this. These projects might be over, but we are looking for a couple more chiropractors for uh, our multi-author chiropractic book. It's called Beyond the Back, uh, and it's, it's great because it's basically teaching people um, what chiropractors do beyond just treat back pain. And my women entrepreneur book, that's already full. I'm doing another one for natural health practitioners, everyone from yoga to um, functional um, nutrition and holistic health and that kind of thing. Um, So they can contact me on um, my website, 
they can either go to prominencepublishing.com and and I'll give you my toll-free number. It's 888-682-4012. That's my toll-free number they could call. Um, But another great way to connect with me is on Facebook because I tend to post quite a bit on Facebook and so my Facebook business page is Suzanne Doyle Ingram Biz, B-I-Z, or B-I-Z for your American listeners. Um, so yeah, just connect with me in, in one of those ways. And um, on my my other web page, web, website, which is my name, SuzanneDoyleIngram.com, I don't use that one as much anymore, but there's lots of free ebooks and courses and stuff on there that you can get an idea of who I am as well. Wonderful. And of course, this is all on the postings, folks, so you can see, you can see everything there. And some of her <coughs> YouTubes as well, which kind of, you know, sh- uh, shares some tips and skills and everything else as well, and some whys. So, you know, I think this, you know, as I said, I've interviewed an awful lot of publishers, and I, and I love it, anything that helps people get their story out, but nobody's ever done purely for professionals and entrepreneurs, and I think this is a brilliant idea. And as you said, it's it's the the new calling card, and it just allows mm. people, it's not about quick sales or quick work, it's about developing a relationship with your potential clients. Mm-hmm. And this is a wonderful way to do it because, as again, that inspiration becomes an invitation. And you really want those people that have made a choice to come to you because they believe in you, as opposed mm-hmm. to just a sales pitch. Absolutely, yeah, and and I always say to people too, you know, if you want to get booked as a speaker, they are going to take you more seriously if you're a published author. Yeah, even the way you you know you're int- you introduce your guest as this is so and so author of such yeah. and such, it's just yeah, easier yeah. and more credible. Exactly, and a little validation of who you are, and then if you want to look up on what somebody is, then it's there. It's in black yeah. and white. You know, and, and, you know, don't be afraid to be vulnerable because that vulnerability it just makes you more relatable, mm-hmm. um, right? So it's, um, you know, it's, it's not about, you know, as you say, sharing your dirty laundry. It's about exposing yourself for all the mistakes and things that you have done in life, but this is what you've learned from it to be where you are now. And that becomes something that becomes invitational to people going, okay, they've known the struggle. And they mm-hmm. found the skills and the tools, so therefore I want to know them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And and you do feel like you know someone better if you've read their book before you do business with them. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a you know, a, a different type of yellow pages today, isn't it? Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Handing yeah, out your book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And as you said with an e book. You know whether they've got it in hard copy and leaving it at an ho- open house, or whether it's an ebook and and you you're making contact with a client, and you can go look for, to know more about me. Here's my chapter in this book, or here's my book, my ebook. You know, yeah. please uh, please do read all about me, and so you feel comfortable. And yeah. that you know again respect. It means you're showing that you want to have a relationship with your client, and so therefore this is who I am. And if you you know like what you see, now we can get to know one another. Mhm. Mhm. So a wonderful tool. Very wonderful tool. Mhm. It's great. And and I I I'm lucky to do what I do. I just and you know what? I make people happy for a living. When they get published and they get to hold their book in their hands, they're so happy. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And there's a lot of pride, you know, and that's the thing is it's a, it's an achievement. It's your, it's the documentation of your journey you know, in, in that black and white book that other that you're sharing with others. And I think that's um, it's a wonderful validation of who we are that we can stand tall in. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much for coming on the air with us. It's been an absolute delight. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's, I can't believe this hour has just flown by so yeah. fast. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it does. And But when there's good content, you know, it goes really fast. And uh, and so, you know, folks, if you are a professional, you're an entrepreneur, and, and, you know, we speak to an awful lot of entrepreneurs here on Self-Discovery Radio, and, you know, just look at this, whether, it, you know, you may know people in your industry and decide to each put a chapter together, you know, um, it's if you're in an organization of wellness and, you know, somebody's a yoga, somebody's a chiropractor, somebody's a herbalist, somebody's that, it's a wonderful way to put all your skills together in one book. So, um, you know, reach out and contact uh, Suzanne and uh, um, how can they contact you through your, uh, through your publishing thing or do you uh, want them to contact you directly by email? Oh, they can direct me or contact me. Just They can call me. Call me up on my toll-free line, okay. 888-682-4012. Excellent. So call her, make an appointment, 
inquire what uh, she can do for you, and take your next step to being published. So thanks a lot, Suzanne, and to everybody else, there's a book in you waiting to come out. Don't be afraid to let it out and use it as a tool in order for people to understand who you are professionally. Until next time, folks, bye for now.